In the name of Jesus, amen. Where are we to buy bread, they asked Jesus, so that these people may eat? Great question of the Savior, the Good Shepherd. Where, O Lord, will we get what we need? Such times today, that might very well be the question as we are sequestered, isolated, quarantined, kept from coming here to this place. Where? Jobs, perhaps. People that have been laid off. People that are sick at home. Hospital beds that are scarce. Masks, gowns. You watch the news and you are filled with a, a sense of, of fear, of, of dread. It, it's, it's, it's worry, worry everywhere and, and not a drop of hope to drink. So where, Jesus, where, where are we going to be able to buy bread? Where are we going to get what we need? Large crowd of people in our gospel text for today. 5,000, we're told, and that's, that's just the men, not counting the women and the children. They had seen the signs of Jesus. They had seen these amazing miracles where he made the blind see. He made the deaf hear. He made the mute speak. What were they looking for? And his own apostles, <laughs> the inner circle of the church, the active membership, if you will, they were right there along with them, but they are filled with the same fear and the same questions. Where, O oh Lord, are we going to get what we need? How is this going to take place? I remember as a young boy, my parents worked diligently just to put food on the table. And I remember a time where the money wasn't coming in. My parents were always self-employed, and the current business venture was, was not going well. My mom was good at the time. You might remember all of the food co-ops that people used to have. I assume they still have that probably in more rural parts of the country today. And she was part of a food co-op with, with other people in rural areas. And they would buy bulk food together. And then they would, they would gather together at somebody's barn or house. And they would divide up the rice and the flour and the sugar and, and all these things. We had our own chickens. So I must say we always had plenty of <laughs> eggs and fried chicken when we wanted it. But I remember times were tough. And I remember the meals for a few days were, well, they were stretched. The soups were a little watery. There wasn't quite as much meat and vegetables to go around. And I remember at breakfast one morning as we were finishing the last box of cereal or granola, whatever it was, that mom and dad told us, this is all the food we're going to have for today, don't worry, we've got plans, we'll, we'll feed you tomorrow, but this is it for today. I remember being a young boy and, and thinking about that, and, and to me it was like it was the end of the world. I was used to getting three squares a day of sumptuous food. My parents, still to this day, great cooks. And I was told that that little bowl that I had was, was all I was going to have, and I thought the world was going to end when something is taken away from you that you're used to, you fall into the same trap as Philip and all the rest. Where, O oh Lord, are we going to get what we need? How in the world is there going to be enough? And your sinful nature takes over. 
and you worry and you fear and you become despondent and you become chicken little. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. But we're not left there, are we? If we were, and for those perhaps who have no faith, I I shudder to think at how you deal not only with what we are dealing with now, which, which to be fair will be a little bit of a blip in history probably down the road, but one will remember. Jesus shows up. Jesus comes. The disciples, to their credit, say, okay, we've got a little bit to work with. We've got five barley loaves and two fish, but come on, Jesus. <laughs> That's kind of like a joke in the midst of the situation. How is that going to feed 5,000 people not counting the women and the children. And Jesus tells them, take a seat, sit down, relax. Meaning, I've got this, is what he really says. Because when you're sitting down, you, you can't move around. When you're sitting down, you're, you're, you're relaxed, you're humble, you're expectant, you're rested. So what does Jesus want you to do in the midst of all that's going on now? Well, I think his words today are pretty good. Relax. Have a seat. I've got this. I've got you. Now we're told there was much grass in the place. If you haven't read Psalm 23 in a while, I'd encourage you to do that. The pastures, the good shepherd, there's beautiful grass. It's a nice place to rest. And see, that's the place that that you are always in because of your baptism, covered with Jesus, your very name written now, attached to his family tree. He, the Most High God, who has given you his name and brought you into his family, and he says, hey, I've got you. Just like my parents said, hey, it's going to be okay. We'll get through the next 24 hours. My parents were right. That was not the last meal I ever ate. I don't know if the camera adds 20 pounds, but I'm doing okay. He sits him down there in the green grass. About 5,000 number. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, as we do before and maybe after every meal, he recognizes that, that even this little bit, these five loaves and two fish, have come from his heavenly Father. And not just for him, but for all people. Such is the incarnate Son of God, God in the flesh made manifest, who has come as a divine gift for you in the midst of all the times of your life. And Jesus gives thanks. He gives thanks for the Father's generosity, His love and His care. He trusts that His Father will yet give what is needed at this time and place, just as He trusts as he hangs and bleeds upon the tree, crying out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. As he hangs and bleeds and dies there, this good shepherd trusts the Father always to his very last and final breath. How much more, oh, those of us of little faith, how much more should we trust the wonderful grace and mercy of our Heavenly Father, who through Jesus Christ says to you, I've got this, who trusts that he will provide in the midst of all changing times and seasons.
Jesus distributes to those who are still yet seated, who have done absolutely nothing. Such is your salvation. You can't cooperate in it. You can't make a choice for it. Your heavenly Father rescues you through his Son. And now he promises in this life that he'll give you what you need. He'll provide things still for you to do. The Lord, after all, has good use for you. They all ate. And not only did they eat, our text tells us here from John's gospel that they ate to their full. (laughs) My boys do that quite often in their house. They love it when we have seconds or sometimes thirds or sometimes when there's enough food left over that they they can pack it up for lunch the next day, especially when it's something their mom has made that they love. Jesus gives so generously that there's food left over. An amazing, exponential amount of food. You want to talk about the exponential spread of the virus and what might still await us in the next coming months? When you are thinking of such things, when you are filled with fear and worry, I want you to come back to this text and realize what Jesus does. He gives even more than that. Exponentially, generously for you. He gives His very life. That through his death and his resurrection, you might have hope. You might have comfort. That you might know that, that you are one of the redeemed. That you are part of his flock, this beautiful good shepherd, this wonderful loving good shepherd who knows your needs and will provide for you. So let us repent of our fear, shall we? Let us repent of our worry. Let us repent of our chicken littleness, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and and let us see Jesus, He who has come, and not just for this life only, but for a new heaven, a new earth that He will yet bring, for a new body for you in the resurrection. God grant us such faith and such hope in all these things, in the name of Jesus.